0: Instant Reaction podcast following Iowa's more exciting than it should have been 31-28 win against Nebraska as Miguel Racinos, no, not really, it's Recinos, um, kicks a game-winning walk-off. 31-28 is the final score. Iowa with their fourth consecutive victory over Nebraska. The Iowa seniors will have finished their career never having lost to the Huskers. That is rather nice, as someone tweeted at me with a tractor doing uh, burnout wheelies. I like that. (laughs) Iowa was dominating this game after three quarters. It looked like Nebraska had given up, their defense had given up, and, and frankly, previous iterations of the Nebraska Cornhuskers in that spot against Iowa, which seemingly is a very similar spot for them, they had given up, and Iowa basically went on to name the score but this particular Nebraska team did not give up, so that is some kudos to them. Um, in the end, Iowa wins. The average score for Iowa in their last six meetings against Nebraska, which includes the 2014 game, they lost 37-34 in overtime when they had a double-digit fourth-quarter lead, and we don't ever say the name Mornay Pearson, L again in this podcast. Iowa choked that one, otherwise it would be six straight. Iowa's averaged 37.8 points to 21 for Nebraska. In four of those six games for Nebraska, they've scored less than 20. In one of those games, they scored exactly 20. Um, Iowa, again, 37.8. Iowa has scored in the last last four meetings, 31, 56, 40, 28, then 34, and 38. So Iowa's had their way. Uh, Nebraska's offense certainly had me a little spooked coming into this one with regards to the points, but I thought Iowa would win, and I did not put many confidence points. On the Hawkeyes because Nebraska's offense, um, they've got a really good offense, and you can't account for Taylor Martinez or not Taylor Martinez, but Adrian Martinez and what he could do. Their last touchdown play that brought him to within twenty eight to or, or the, yeah twenty eight twenty six, the two point conversion play. They had uh, Stanley Morgan running a um, running in motion on the flat. He he came from. One side, ran inside, and then turn around and ran back out the way he came. That was where they wanted to go. They wanted to get on a little speed flat route. Iowa sniffed that out. Martinez noticed that they'd sniffed it out, and he instantly looked back to the other side where he didn't have anything because that's not where the play was to go. And he started to roll out and run, and that was all him keeping it alive and a great throw and great catch by Kurt Warner's kid. So he's tough. And in the first, their first couple of drives, Iowa's defense struggled to adjust. And they were not really playing that contained game the way they have in the past against mobile quarterbacks. They made some adjustments, and they kept Martinez inside the tackle box after that. Uh, but then just kind of hit a wall. And, you know, North, or North, Nebraska rather got theirs. They got 400 yards in the day. Uh, 140 rushing, they averaged 4.2 per carry. Iowa, with 266 rushing, their best rushing day of the year, averaging 5.9 yards per carry. Um, 419 total yards on the day for the Hawkeyes. So uh, a a good job. Now, a lot of people, if if Iowa would have lost, this certainly would have been a bigger talking point. Iowa going for the fake field goal when they were up 15 points, which would have put them up 18 points, which is three possessions. They didn't get it, and maybe that's why they were tied there late in that game. Right before the half, Iowa lining up offsides on Nebraska's 51-yard field goal attempt, and it was short. They get a free kick, and they make the 46-yarder. Then Miguel Versino's missing the 37-yarder. That's nine points right there. But thankfully, we don't have to play that game because Iowa did hang on to win. And, and I was not looking for style points in the polls. They're 8-4, and four, just winning the game, whatever. Probably going to go to the Holiday Bowl would be my guess. Um, there's a lot more conversation about that in the coming days. Um, but I think you're probably going to see them go to the Holiday Bowl. Uh, somebody just tweeted out, um, Iowa's senior class went 12-0 and against Iowa State, Nebraska, and Minnesota, three of Iowa's four trophy games. That's not too shabby. That is not too shabby. McKay Sargent, how about the Sarge? 26 carries, 173 yards, both career highs for him. One touchdown, torn young, 18 for 83. Not bad. Not bad, Mackay Sargent, becoming I think I well I think it was, I can't remember who sent that. It might have been Matt Benson. He typically tweets things out like this. That Sargent's the first Iowa underclassman running back to have two 100-plus yard rushing games since Akron Wadley. Sargent will have two more years of eligibility for Iowa, and I tweeted this during the game. There's something about him. It's really hard for me to to articulate. You know, he doesn't have the greatest speed. He's not a pure power guy. He, you know, he doesn't cut like Wadley, but he's got really good vision. He he must possess amazing core strength and certainly considerable lower body strength because he's hard to bring down. And he can make some cuts sometimes that really surprise you. So he doesn't do anything exceptionally well, but he does a lot of things really good. And he's absolutely a Swiss Army knife type of – he blocks well. He catches balls well out of the backfield. He's a, he is a prototypical type of back that Iowa wants to have on its roster and in a rotation. And he has two more years of eligibility, as does uh, Torn Young, as does Ivory Kelly Martin. So that's a good thing. Um, maybe, was that Noah offense last game? Do you think he plays in the bowl game? Does he turn pro? If he's going to turn pro, does he play in the bowl game? I don't know. We'll see. One catch for 12 yards, five targets, as uh, Nate Stanley was not necessarily on target. Game Day Prep represents everything that is special about college football. Show that you're a true fan by wearing your school's traditions. Get 20% off your order at gamedayprep.com with code BIGGER10, B-I-G-G-E-R-1-0. Game Day Prep for the true fan. In this game, TJ Hawkinson with five catches on five targets. 54 yards, including, oh my gosh, it's taken me six, seven minutes to get to this. So Iowa's last possession, Nebraska has just tied it up. Iowa has like, I don't know, was it second and 12 or something? I don't know. They had third and long, and they called a run, and it went nowhere. And it seemed like, and I tweeted this out, that Iowa was playing for overtime right there. And then they come back out, looking like they're going to go for it, just trying to draw Nebraska offsides. Clearly looks like they're going to go for it, but they called timeout as opposed to the delay of game. Then they come back out, and Stanley's in shotgun, and everyone, everyone felt like Stanley was going to pooch punt. I was actually concerned that Nebraska was going to load up the inside looking for that, but they didn't. Stanley had TJ Hawkinson isolated one-on-one, they pick up the first down by a couple of yards. That was a gutsy call. There was probably, I don't know, 40 seconds left when they did that, 42 seconds left when they made it. If they would not have gotten that, considering how quickly Nebraska's offense can move and how quickly they were moving it, and that's a lot of time, and Nebraska really needed to only get like, I don't know, 20, uh, 25 yards at that point for a legitimate shot at a field goal, that's a gutsy call. One of the more gutsy calls Iowa has made, and seemingly a few years of gutsy calls. That one's a little different than calling a fake field goal when the game's still in doubt early on in the game where you can recover. That was probably the low sack of onions call of 2018. We don't have an onions sponsor, and I can't even tell you a brand name of onions. Like I could say Idaho Potatoes. We're talking onions here, not taters. At any rate, Iowa, eight and four. Going down some of the other, here's the the predictions I I, um, put together before the year. I aggregated these from Iowa. Beat writers, bloggers, media types, um, podcasters, since that's pretty much what I am. Uh, Rob Howe, Hawkeye Nation, eight and four. Dave Schwartz, Hawkeye Nation, eight and four. Sean Nugent, Hawkeye Nation, nine three. John Miller, Hawkeye Nation, eight and four. So three of the four folks, um, are my colleagues, Hawkeye Nation went eight and four. Steve Dace, nine and three, Mark Morehouse, ten and two, Mike Coloss, nine and three, Scott Dockerman, ten and two, Chad of the Register, eight and four, Mark Emmert of the Register, eight and four, Scott Dockerman, by the way, The Athletic, Morehouse, and Pallas of the Gazette. Ross Peterson of KXNO ten and two, Chris Williams of KXNO eight and four, Tom Caker, Hawkeye Report, nine and three, Steve Batterson, Quad City Times eight and four. John Bonencamp of the Hawkeye eight and four. Pat Hardy of all Hawkeyes eight and four. Patrick Vent of Go Iowa awesome eight and four and Adam Jacoby also of Go Iowa awesome nine and three. The average prediction was eight point six one wins, three point three nine losses. Now I'm usually one of those guys that if something finishes at or very near my expectation, I'm just not going to get too critical. And I'm not going to do that for this team. It's easy for all of us to look back and say, hey, this team could have been 10-2. and This team could have been 11-1. and This team sh- should have been 9-3. Yep, 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 probably so. I think this team's record is not reflective of the talent that they wound up having. Now, I will say that the running game for Iowa this season was a huge concern much more so than I thought it was going to be. Iowa just didn't have a great running game until these last two games. They didn't have a great running game. They were also playing against two pretty bad rush defenses these last two games. So Iowa didn't really exert its will in the run. And Ferris era Hawkeye teams really need to be able to run more consistently than this year's team did. Now, Ivory Kelly-Martin had four um, missed four games, I think, at least due to injury. Played very sparingly today. Had an ankle nagging him all year long. So I, I don't know if that the Iowa pass protection this year was pretty good. Nate Stanley with uh, two touchdown passes. I gotta figure out what that moves him to for the season. Stanley finishes the regular season with twenty three touchdowns and nine interceptions. Twenty four eighty six plus one fifty two. About uh, 2,700 passing yards, so not bad. 23 touchdowns, nine interceptions. That gives him 47 touchdowns over two years. Um, Very outside shot of Chuck. Now, I mean, he'd have to get four touchdown passes in the bowl game to tie Chuck Long's 27. Three touchdowns in the bowl game to tie his last year of 26. It's on a pace, though, to break Long's career mark. Is Nate Stanley. There's no bigger fan of the Hawkeyes than the staff at Iowa's premier dish retailer, Big Dog Satellite and Solar. If you can't watch live, there's no better way to record every game than the Hopper from Dish. Search or call Big Dog today and ask for the Hawkeye Tailgater Special. Uh, the defense today, Nebraska. You know, Nebraska had 400 yards. The defense didn't play a clean game but they were dominant for enough of the game that I think some of the decisions that Iowa made on the other end like going forward etc it just made things a little testier than it should have been that weren't really the defense's fault Um, Iowa averaged 5.7 yards per play Nebraska averaged 5.6 yards per play the defense was really on the field quite a bit in that second half Um, looking at defensive statistics yeah, I thought A.J. Epinesa played maybe his best game as a Hawkeye. He did really good on outside contain responsibility, something that he hasn't been necessarily clean in. He did a really good job, really good job. So fun to watch him play. Eight, um, let's see, for Epinesa, two tackles. One of those was a sack. Two tackles for loss. One pass breakup and one quarterback hurry. Um, Anthony Nelson with two sacks today not too shabby at all just a I think it's solid I'd, I'd give the defensive B today against an offense that was pretty high powered and very difficult to defend because you just have to account for that quarterback and there's really not anybody that's going to account for him so I'm seeing some tweets that are coming in here um since joining, this is from J. Feller twenty one. Since joining the Big Ten, Iowa's five and three versus Nebraska has outscored them two forty one to one fifty nine. Has won five and six, and during those last six games, has outscored N. U. by an average of seventeen. I like that, I like that. Chad Lysico of the Register tweeting that Scott Frost says he never thought you have to say that Iowa is a bigger and stronger team than Nebraska, but he says that will get fixed. Kirk, you, did you see Kirk Ferentz's bloody face? I guess he accidentally headbutted Nate Stanley in the melee following the uh, the victory and celebration. And you know, eight and four, it's not what they wanted. There were times this year, I'm sure, they felt really down, I'm sure, at some point in time the next couple of weeks, and maybe for the rest of their lives, because you, don't, you only get one chance, or I guess four seasons if you're healthy, but this is the one season of life you get to do these things. Some of the players will maybe look back and think about what they, what, what slipped away. They're feeling really good today, and that's good. I'm glad, good chance to feel real good, chance to be excited, likely get a chance to go out to San Diego and enjoy a bowl game. Reward for the players. Kirk Ferentz picks up 500k for win number 8. Great humanitarians and philanthropists are the Ferentz's. So congratulations to Kirk. One of the best people I've ever met. It's been a fun ride, folks. It has been a fun ride. But alas, it comes to an end. Iowa 8-4 and four and a bowl game left. And then things shift over to basketball season.